all radio stations in town were palm trees, we'd be the one with the biggest coconuts. Our secret recipe isn't so secret. Need more bacon. Sounds good. The station that keeps you rocking with today's hottest music and yesterday's hits. Rocking Atlantic Canada and beyond. We're hitting gems broadcasting. Coffee House is on the air. And we're back after that monumental crash. It wouldn't be Carlos Coffee House if it at least didn't blow up the station once during you know, an interview just to put everybody off. Thanks for waiting around. We came back a little bit before 7.30. It took that long. I, I actually choked my studio so that there, it wasn't breathing and it overheated and it crashed. And I blame that all on Cypher because, you know, every time I get on the phone with Michael, I get distracted because I'm laughing and having a great time. So we can't redo that, but we are going to redo this because we record all these shows and uh, they're, they're available later on down the road for you if you, if you want to listen again or if you missed it or if you want to show one of your friends. Um, you can get that uh, through my website uh, and it's www.hgbroadcasting.com. You can also chat me up through there and chat Michael up through there as well um, if you're listening tonight. So if you got some questions or you just want to be involved, you can go over to there and you can even listen to the show from that link that's right on the page. So we're going to play you Stand Down. Um, Stand Down is off the new album, Cypher's new album, and it is their first release. So take another listen. If you were around earlier, you should have the words memorized by now.
interesting uh, group because you guys are very theatrical with your music and you're kind of like the like a meatloaf type of, of group you, you're very theatrical um, you, you put a real show together you put a lot of thought into it and it's very dramatic it's very entertaining and how would you describe cypher for those who have never physically been to one of your shows uh, a train wreck. Um, <laughs> no, a cipher show. Well, we. I, I'm a, a former pro. I, I learned how to do pro wrestling a long time ago, and I employ a lot of of, of the, the methods that you would use as a bad guy in pro wrestling. So it's like watching a wrestling match with no opponent. It's really a weird, weird, weird uh, creature because I've never seen anything like it. And sometimes I'll go and watch the videos of it. Um, and since I'm usually either inebriated or high when we perform, um, I don't always remember the shows. And uh, I'll go watch them later and go, wow, what the hell? What was I thinking when I did that? But it worked. Okay, we're going to do that. Uh, there was a show we did in Brantford where I decided I don't like this set list, so we're just going to make it up as we go. And Jay, in the most beautiful moment I've ever seen for him, takes the piece of paper with the set list on it, holds it up, rips it up, and goes, why do I fucking print these things? And threw them over his shoulder, and we just kept going. <laughs> it's improv. It, it, it's, it's, it's theater. It's music. It, it's art in its purest form because there's no plan. And the plan that we do come up with is like, you know, five minutes long, you know, and, and when the plan does go awry, um, see our last show in Chatham, uh, we, we try to make, we try to make the best of it. And even though the situation's shitty and we know we're going to be dealing with a situation, a shitty situation, you still paid your money to be there. And when you pay your money to be somewhere, 
I owe it to you as a performer to give you everything I've got. Um, we did a show at the Rock Pile in Toronto. I think you were there. Mm-hmm. And it was the show that everybody ta- that, that saw that tour talks to me about. Every artist that was on it, every... And it was a combination of three songs. Uh, we did Hall of Illusion. Oh, no. We did uh, Let Me Die, uh, which is off our last EP. And it was... It's a song about basically me and the struggles I go through on a daily basis as someone that's been diagnosed as perpetually suicidal. Um, so did that, and then we did this bluesy number in between, and I just did a, like a coffee house thing talking about my own struggles with depression. And then we went into Hall of Illusion, which of course is a crowd, or sorry, not Hall of Illusion, Hall of Paris, which is a craftwork cover. And uh, at the end of that, for no explicable reason whatsoever, I decided to slug my mannequin. It caught him across the bridge of my head. My head's busted open and bleeding. I didn't know that was going to happen. That wasn't planned from the beginning of the show. That's just the emotion of the moment took me. Um, and, and that's what a cypher show is. I don't care if you love it. I don't care if you hate it. I don't care if you get there for 10 minutes and go, God, I wish I went and watched the knitting channel. <laughs> At least you feel something when you see it. You do. You, you can't and be apathetic at a, at a cypher show. You know, uh, you were the first, this, well, you and I had met basically on the phone uh, through internet, you know, um, talking through social media. But this tour um, last spring was the first time I got to see Cypher in action. And I have to say, you're one of those groups that, you know, you can listen to your music but to get the real experience, you gotta go to a show. It's it's funny because we sell a ridiculous number of download codes, and very few people ever go and actually download those download codes. So they'll buy the physical card and they won't download it. And I know a few of them, and I'll message them and I'll say, "Hey, like you got that download code? Go download it. You know, get the music you paid for." And they, they say to me, I was I thought about it, I was going to, but I knew it wouldn't feel the same. Wow. So they would rather watch their shitty video on their cell phone of our live performance than listen to a high-end studio-produced album, which I think is awesome. And I think that's what I set out. I've said from day one with Cypher, the only thing that will ever make us big is playing music live. And, and I believe that. I know that the music industry's changed and now you can do it on the internet. And, well, you can do a lot of things on the internet. The internet's for porn, you know that? Uh, but anyways, um, uh, you know, you could do all that. And, and we've seen, some, I, I mean, I have some really, really good friends in music that have never played a live show in their life that I've met that are internet musicians that sent me something after, you know, Cypher started up. And I love them and they're wonderful people but they're missing three quarters of the experience. And, and not just for them, but for their fans. Um, like when we go to a town for the first time and we've never been there before, there's always that one guy that somewhere heard one of our songs. Um, I'll tell you a funny, funny story from Brantford. We played Hall of Illusions, which of course is an Insane Clown Posse cover. Um, and if you don't know anything about the Insane Clown Posse, consider yourself lucky. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, if you don't know anything about them, they've got these crazy, crazy fans that are called Juggalos, and they take it, they're, they're really proud of being Juggalos. 
I mean, they, they have clowns tattooed all over themselves and things like that. And so anyways, we're doing, we do the Hall of Illusion cover, and as I'm seeing it, I can feel myself running out of air by the end of some of the lines, because again, it's two people that sing it, I do all the vocals. And I was listening to the crowd, and there's this dude just going nuts, starting a mosh pitch, singing every lyric to the song, and he comes up to me afterwards, and he starts taking his clothes off and showing me all his juggalo tattoos. <laughs> After the show, I'm going, whoa, dude, you're getting nude. Like, you got to at least give me a 20 first. Um, but, you know, at the same time, afterwards, I was sitting there and I was thinking to myself, wow, like, what an experience that was. Not just that I get to see a half-naked boy, but, no, not that that was exciting, but you know what I mean. It was the clowns, um, just admit it. You know, and on the other side, there's, you know, um, this this feeling of wow this person who had no idea what they were about to see was that into our sack that's so cool and that's what we live for and that's what we get just about every show we get people coming up to us going you guys are amazing and i hand them things like rush cds and go listen to this these are people with talent um <laughs> that's what makes but, you guys so much fun <laughs> Like the other one that I could think of that that was kind of funny was in Windsor at uh, the Rockstar Lounge there when we played during the Rise Up tour and, and it was so funny because I was sitting there all night listening to all the artists perform and I'm like I look at Jay and I go Jay we got a problem here he said what's that he said there hasn't been a single fucking f bomb all night we're on in two bands and nobody's cursing and it's me this is gonna go badly. And Jay looks at me and goes, no, we'll be fine, don't worry about it. And then Maple Run got up, and like the third line of their song has the word fucking it. And I, I was just cheering my head off, right? <laughs> but we start the show, and I come flying in and jump up on a table. Now, little did I know that these fucking tables are on one little tiny thin metal leg right through, so I almost died. I found that out after our set. Uh, but the look on everybody's face when I jumped up on that table was like, what the fuck just happened? And you were sitting there yourself. And, and everybody just kind of looked like, wow, what are we in for? Yeah. And, and then, you know, they get three of the craziest songs they got all night, and, and this, this maniac throwing a mannequin around. And then after the show, you know, I'm walking out, and I'm tired. I'm like a potato in poker clothing, and I've been high for two days um, just on weed. Don't get all preachy, listeners. <laughs> it's not like I'm sitting there fucking dropping E every five minutes, only every 20. Okay. No problem. My rehab doctor wouldn't like me. Um... That's how you know you made it famous, by the way, Carlos, when they start reporting on when you go to rehab. Um, <laughs> That's right. But anyway, so after the show, the, the bar owner comes up to me and says, I, I, I've run hundreds of shows and I've never seen anything like that. And I looked at him, I said, you're welcome, and walked away. Like, what else do you say to that? Like, I... I and, and that's why, like, to hear you say how much of a live experience it is, it's so cool... On the other hand, it's always evolving and changing. Like, you can't just punch a mannequin in the face for the rest of your life. Eventually, your knuckles will die. Yeah. And, I mean, I, in the middle of a bar in Montreal, had to have my four of my knuckles put back in their socket from punching the damn mannequin. There was a doctor there who yanked on my hand, and all I heard was snap, crackle, pop, and I swear the Rice Krispies theme song. And because I was in that much pain from him doing it. And the problem is the only way you can do that night in, night out is to smoke a whole whack of marijuana um, because that kills all the pain that you're in. Uh, not to mention the fact that 
and this is the big Cypher's big secret. Jay and I aren't young. <laughs> You let the which cat out mind, of the bag. <laughs> which, which blew my mind on that tour specifically because there were all these young kids and they did a great job of standing in one place on stage. And, and I was like, wow, move. Please, for the love of God, you make me look like a hero. I know. And, and you had the it, energy. It, it, it's like, I don't understand how I can have that much energy for three songs and two songs in. I'm getting a love song. Like, that doesn't make sense to me, right? So, anyways. That's the story of Cypher Live. For long story short, too late. Uh, it's like nothing you've ever seen before. I would demand a refund, and I'm in the band. <laughs> so, um, and, and, and like while I'm on that note, I do got to apologize profusely uh, to any of our listeners that were at our show in Chatham last week. I want to give a, a big apology on my behalf, even though things weren't going right. That is never an excuse for me to lose my shit on a stage. And I did. I had a little meltdown. I'm a diva. I think I mentioned this once or twice. Um, and, and and I take the blame for that. And, and I want to apologize to our fans that came to see us in Chatham. And next time we're in Chatham, I promise you something extra special. And yes, I'll wear pants. Oh, there you were go. wearing your pants that night? I was wearing pants. No. I, <laughs> well, I just didn't want to think of it was going to be that extra special. <laughs> you know, laughing's okay, plenty, and laughing is not. Um, that, no, that, that, that was that, bad. That, that would probably be, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's the FCC's going to take a shit right on your head for that one. <laughs> Anyways. So, like, how do you, you like, the when we were on tour together, um, yep. you were you guys were doing um, the Punch and Nazi album, and this one, you had told me while we were on tour, this one was going to be a lot different in feel than the Punch the Nazi album. So how would yes. you describe that? Uh, for example, we're going to play next, Glass House. All right, so Punch and Nazi was really a nod to the Toronto Blue Jays. No, um, well, it was in part, but it was also a nod to old school industrial sounds. And with this album, we went much, much more rock and roll, especially when you hear uh, the song uh, Glass Houses, which I, I hate and everybody loves. So you're all going to enjoy it. Um, you're going to notice it's a lot more rock. Um, we added a guitar player. I mean, one of the things that I, I, I remember saying to you on that tour was the sound needs to be fuller. Mm-hmm. And I think we've achieved that. I think I think we've achieved that. I think we've achieved it. I think the... I actually started to sing instead of just talk and yell at people. Um, which my singing voice is about as nice as two cats having sex, but I don't care. Um... <laughs> And, and I've gotten really good reviews for it. I mean, you've got, uh, not to let the cat in the bag, but you've got something you're going to play later that nobody, and I mean nobody outside of our band has heard yet, um, that I sent you earlier today. Oh, yeah. So that is a brand new thing we're doing, and uh, it'll be the first time I think anybody really looks at us and takes us as seriously as maybe they should have all along. This album was, hey, we're here. Um, we're still going to do our campy, goofy shit. Um we're still going to do comedy. We're still going to we're still going to do loud, obnoxious yells. We're still going to have all of the things that make Cipher Cipher. But we're also going to throw out a few songs for those people that you know maybe wouldn't normally listen to our kind of music because they've come up to us after shows and talked to us about how awesome it is. You know, in Peterborough, I had a fifty-year-old man with a tracheotomy yelling "punch a Nazi" into a microphone. Um. 
I, I can't ask for more than that. This is this is art, and and this new album changes so drastically from my comfort zones. I mean, my comfort zones are the ranty, angry songs. That's where I do well. And uh, this album, Jay really forced me to think about it from a musical standpoint. And you know, I learned words like chorus and bridge. Um, <laughs> Congratulations, that's great news. And rhyming, rhyming was a big thing too. Like actually having to have you know am- iambic pentameter in your lyrics. Um, and Jay pushed all that on me this time. He was very, very. This is my story. We're going to tell it properly. And there are a few songs that you can definitely hear that he just let me go. Um, and Glass House is one, believe it or not, even though it fits verse, chorus, verse, boring, nickelback, crap. Um, it is probably one of the best songs of the album from a musical standpoint, which is why when you ask me, you know, which song should you play, as much as I may not love this song, uh, it is an example that of us saying, hey, you know, we understand music too, don't worry. We can do music. We can be serious, just like you. But that's no fun, so we don't. So, yeah, I just called all your listeners not fun, and I'm sorry. But they're not me. <laughs> Let's um, give that a listen, then. Here is yep. Cypher with Glass House. What is the trigger that sets you off today?
First of all, chilling, uh, Brooke, to hear from these eyewitness accounts. One witness saying that he saw people going down one by one. Another saying that he saw multiple bodies there on the ground. Another witness describing it as, quote, pandemonium, broke loose, he said, as he saw the van hit a man who was simply walking through the intersection. The van did come to a stop about a mile from where this all started. Still trying to get details in terms of specifically how that happened, who was responsible for that. But just to recap, it started at about 1.30 north of downtown Toronto in the northern section of the city. That's when this white van the curve and started mowing down pedestrians who were walking on the sidewalk. Obviously, at this point, trying to get more information about the cause, the reason behind all of this. And we're back with with Michael Lee from Cipher, and you were listening to Glass House, and this is off their new album, Criminal Opinion, a cautionary what? Tale. Tale. The story. Yes. Like story from start to finish. Yeah, we don't know what tails are in New Brunswick, so. <laughs> well, no, there's a lot of tail in New Brunswick. I've been there. I've seen it. Yeah, it's wrong um, kind of tail. <laughs> oh, wrong kind of tail. Sorry about that. Uh, I was talking about the cats. What are you thinking? Oh well, Man. I was talking about the deer. The deer. It might have been the deer too. They yeah, that's what it was. Tails. Anyways. <laughs> um, so we were wow, just kind of. We, I know uh, we're bad for that. We had. My, my we had a really great time. We were just talking uh, while that song was playing about the tour that we were both on last spring, and uh, there's some funny there's some funny stories from that tour, and uh, we were just, well, some of them we probably shouldn't repeat. But <laughs> what's your favorite memory from that tour? Um, honestly, uh, my favorite memory is is it's kind of two part. Um, my absolute favorite memory is the Montreal show. Um, it was a thing of beauty. Uh, you can look it up on YouTube, but there's a, a moment where um, 
from Groove, sorry, not Groove anymore, The Rivers, said, um, hey, we do this song as a soundtrack, this, this old Dead Kennedy song. I said, cool, right on, I love the Dead Kennedys. My first job ever was to sing for a Dead Kennedys tribute band. And they're like, oh, really? I said, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So then they decided we were going to do this song together on stage. And uh, so we got up, and I decided that it was the last show of the tour. I was just going to give it my all. We still had our set to do, but what the hell? We'll just have a good time with this. So I got right raunchy punk rock, playing guitars with my tongue and shit like that. And uh, I walked off the stage, and we had to go on next. So, of course, I got off the stage really quick, and I'm running to get my get into my cypher gear I literally stole a Maple Run shirt off the merch table to wear on stage because I didn't have a t-shirt to put on <laughs> and uh, so I'm getting ready to go on stage and I walk over to Jay and we always do this toast right before every every show I won't tell you what it is because we want to keep a, a you know some sort of illusion of a family friendly show um, but we do this toast before each show so I do that and he looks at me and goes how the fuck are we going to follow you doing that and I said I don't know yet but we'll figure it out. Well, Jay figured it out right quick. We started, we were playing Punch and Nazi, and he came right out from behind the keyboard, and he was right over my shoulder singing, and I'd yell, and then he'd yell. And it was that moment that, like, one of the things with Cypher is Jay had never played live before. Never, ever, ever in his life. Except for on some internet stuff. Um, I've been doing it for years and years and years. And... That moment was the moment where really Jay and I came together and said, yes, now we're ready to put on the live show we've always wanted to do. So to have that realization on that tour was just, it was magical. The other part that was really great about Montreal is beer is really cheap at the grocery store across the store, the street. And they sell the exact same beer the bar does. Don't tell the bar. I said, but it was great. You know, it was wonderful. I, I got to drink cheap all night too. I noticed that. How can you not love that? <laughs> I, I was um, jealous yeah, because a, I, I had to drive a everywhere. Things, a lot of things and a lot of people. A lot of people that are very memorable from that tour. Uh, Simon Henley comes to mind, you know? Yeah. Um, the, the man that everybody accused of having very little personality, but I thought he was such a dynamic dude to sit and talk to. Um, you know, Julie, hanging out with Julie Curley was, was awesome. And just uh, all these artists that we would never cross paths with as Cypher, like... There's no way, you know, Simon's going to call us up and go, hi, you're nuts. Want to open for me? <laughs> that's never going to happen. Uh, we, we don't get to open a lot of shows. When we do, we treasure it. Um, because we usually have to put it together, the show. Because <laughs> we've gotten where we've gone to open. And, and you know, no ego, all, all truth here. I'll be no shade. Um, we've had people say to us, uh, you can't open for us because we don't want someone that, that's going to put on a more dynamic stage show play before us. Yeah. And to me, I mean, that breaks my heart because that means they doubt themselves. But at the same time, it feels good because it validates what we do. Um, because we'll never get validated by the music world because the music world listens to what we do and goes, what the fuck? Um, so, it, yeah, it's kind of interesting I mean with the cover tunes that we've tackled uh, throughout our illustrious four years of doing this um, you know to, to be able to say that we covered a Pink Floyd song um, we never thought we would do something like that or to say we covered Kraftwerk you know absolute legends um, we've been featured on on Skinny Puppy and Ministry's tribute albums uh, or not Skinny Puppy sorry Ministry and Biles tribute albums 
and these are my idols, and we're all of a sudden on their tribute album, and people are taking it seriously, and, and like, I have really neat experiences now. Before I call a club and say, hey, I want to book a show, they go, yeah, send me an email. Now I say, I want to book a show, I'm with Cypher, and they go, oh, when do you want? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a big difference now that our name's gotten out there as being live artists and a large part of that a large part of that tribute goes to rise up tv whether or not it was a positive or a negative experience for people the exposure from it because we you know again we we went out and we left it all on that bus i mean i i got home after that tour and i was a potato chip and poker clothing um and i got no time to rest right because we we started we had a show booked the next like three nights later so my my voice was masked you know, everything was messed, and all of a sudden we're back on stage, and I'm going, oh, God, why do we have to do this to ourselves? Um, and then we spent the summer recording an album, so we haven't had a break. We're finally getting a break December 15th. I'm taking two weeks off to spend some time with my kids who are coming up from California. Um, so we get a little break. Uh, but adding Sonny, his energy is just so crazy outlandish that she's constantly thinking, constantly thinking of music and the other day he, he got excited he bought an amp that he could record through his computer so you drive it home from a show and he says hey if I record some riffs do you guys think you can make songs out of them for the next record you know he's already talking about the next record and and Jay and I are talking about our next map you know what I mean yeah <laughs> um, but we needed that we needed that kick in the ass to say hey it's time to be real a lot of people have said to us for years, add a guitar. You, you guys got all the pieces and parts and I want to like you. There's a guy at a London show here, the first show he ever saw us with the guitar, came up and said, you know, I've wanted to like you guys since the first time I saw you, but it was missing something. That something missing is now here. So, awesome. Awesome. And, and, and that's all because of Rise Up. If it hadn't been for Rise Up, we wouldn't have had the guts to step out of our box and do that. You know, we're used to playing bars that smell more like urine. We, we don't mind that. That's our, that's our crew, man. Throw the sewer lids open and unleash hell on the world. Um, but with Rise Up, we were in a lot of places that didn't smell like urine. I mean, a few of them had a little urinary smell to them, but that was just, <laughs> you know, the dressing room. And if y'all learned not to pee in a bucket, we would have been fine. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> But, you know, uh, we were playing at places we had no business being in. Like, we had no business being there, and, and, and we're stealing the crowd, you know, and that felt great. Again, the rock pile in Toronto, you know, I can't tell you how many times we've applied to play the rock pile, and they've said no because we're too weird. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. If you don't think our groove's going to match your bar, don't book us. Because I'll tell you, when we hit your bar, as Carla can tell you as well, we come in and play, we're not leaving it the same as when we got there. It's going to be different. The energy in the bar is going to be different for a while. And that's okay, because that's what we do. That's why we do it the way we do it. Now, somebody yeah, might ask rise you... Rise Up did that. You know, that's... I, I, I've, watched, I've watched you since... Rise, I've watched you before Rise Up, and I've watched you since. And I can see the growth. Um, even on the tour, like, uh, sitting down. Like, I really enjoyed my morning chats with Jay. Like, we'd always run into each other and just yep. sit and chat. And I, I really seen the effect that that tour had on you both and how it was changing you. It changed me, too, a great deal. So much so that I picked up and 
came back to Ontario and decided to get serious, you know, and stop just playing the jam sessions in, in uh, back yeah. home. But I think what I'm most impressed with is the how fast the growth happened. What was the moment for you and Jay together that it it everything clicked and you went now we know we're, what who we are as a group and what we need to do and let's get this done. Was there a moment on the tour where it just kind of that eureka happened? No, but that being said, there was a moment on the tour that I would say reminded us of the moment that happened. See, the moment that happened was a very bad, bad tour we did at the East Coast years ago. And uh, we were playing to a lot of empty rooms. And then we played the East Coast Awakenings Festival, and, and there were songs that we had never been able to do live, and we played everything flawlessly. And that was the moment Jay and I looked at each other and said, that's it, that says we can do this. But then we, we kind of took too much time off, we, we dicked around, we, we put our trust in the wrong people, um, whatever the case was, and we went on the Rise Up tour. And, and the secret about Jay and I, and now that we have Sonny, we have to kind of break this tradition a little bit because it's a lot harder when you've got more people. But we've never rehearsed a day in our life. We've never rehearsed a song. We rehearsed them live in front of the crowd. And on Rise Up, there was a moment um, where... I had specifically stated uh, before the Rise Up tour that I did not want to play in front of children. Fair and simple. Um, what we do is not child-friendly, nor should it be consumed as child-friendly. Um, that being said, it did lead to the Cypher public service announcement. Kids, you want to know why you don't do drugs? Take a look at me. There's a good fucking reason. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, I, had specific, I, was, I had specifically said no children. And uh, somehow that message translated to, let's play a giant dance hall full of children, um, which I was very, very angry about. Um, I don't mind all ages shows, uh, but 16 and up, please. Um, there were 10-year-olds running around here, little choo-choos and crap, right? And I'm like, this is not going to be pretty. And uh, I had a talk with the MC of the, the show and they said, well, they knew what they were getting when they signed you up and you do you. Like, it doesn't matter. And I talked to uh, one of the other performers and we had worked out this really cool intro to the show um, where we were just going to literally just throw a mannequin onto the stage and start instead of having an introduction. Um, and then uh, Roger said to me, he said, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to really quickly give him give a PG-13 warning so they know to take their kids inside if they want to. And I'm like, cool, that's a good idea. <laughs> Go with that gut feeling. And uh, so Jay and I, we, we got all the, the preamble done, and Jay and I went outside. And we were outside having a smoke, and we, and we actually had to do a radio show with a, another radio station that we love. Um, it, uh, I can't even remember his name. Off the chain with uh, Yvonne Mason. Um, and we've been doing a Vaughn show for years and years and years. And we had to do that show, we were on the Rise Up tour, so Jay and I were passing the phone back and forth, and I handed Jay a note, the note said, open with the vile cover. It's the most offensive piece of music we do. <laughs> and I was adamant that's what we were gonna open with. Like, that was it. I am gonna do this, and we're gonna do the most offensive piece of music we do, and fuck everybody. And uh, Jay lost it on me. Jay absolutely snapped on me. And uh, this isn't fucking happening. 
stop being such a fucking diva. You're not fucking doing this. And uh, he, he got really mad. Like, he got to the point the bouncer came outside to separate us because I was going to knock his fucking block off. I was that mad. But then I thought for a minute, and I thought, he's right. Everything he just said is right. And I realized at that moment, much like I did at East Coast Awakenings, that Jay and I are kind of a symbiotic existence. It's, I can go as crazy as I can, and Jay will always be there to hold the reins and pull back when he needs to, right? And now I've got Sonny doing that as well. So it's it's become more refined, right? Um, But as far as the tour goes, that moment right there. And it's a moment that didn't get filmed. As a matter of fact, I think someone was going to film it. They told them unless they wanted that camera permanently shoved in, a, in an uncomfortable orifice. Um, they didn't want to do that. For some reason, people seemed to be a little scared of me when I was angry. I can't figure it out. Um, but yeah, like I started adding the face paint in our shows. And at first, Jay was kind of resistant to it. And uh, as, as it progressed and people started to get into the painted faces last show Jay had his face painted. Do you know what I mean? So it's progressing. It's always growing and always building. And that's what's really cool about this band. Even more cool is all of you people that are making us number 18 on the HGB Broadcasting Indie Music Charts. Speaking of which... those are the really cool people that are voting. (laughs) Speaking of which, and that that was only added uh, within the last couple of weeks. And that's that song called On the Radio by Cypher. Oh, and yeah, it's not uh, really a song, is it? Tell us a little bit about no, that. It was the intro to the album. Uh, basically, we had this piano piece that was just going to be the intro to the album because we knew the album was going to get a little raunchy and down and dirty, and, and we wanted something pretty to open it. And uh, when Sonny heard it, and he really liked it, and then he said, this needs lyrics. So I just sat down with a microphone and, and, uh, and a joint. And uh, that whole song is complete improv. As a matter of fact, I think 1.3, you can actually hear me exhale from the joint while we're talking. Um, and then it's it's just uh, basically a monologue of this guy who has had enough of what he sees in the world, which is anybody that knows me know that's very much me. I'm, I'm at that point, right, where I'm pretty much done with what I see. So well, let's it's me. And the fact that you guys respected it and, and picked it for your chart, it just it was very humbling. Yeah, it's, it's our listeners that actually do that. I, I keep my nose totally out of it. I put the music on the rotation, and the listeners choose. By And, you know, we get a little report that spits back out at us here, weekly and monthly. And that lets well, us know what they like, and they definitely like it. They're very, very smart listeners, they obviously, are. with impeccable taste in <laughs> So we're going to give that a listen right now. Here is on the radio, number 18 this week at HGB Canada. actually cared 
now I'm not so sure we were right. It was really simple. Started with online media, the lack of need for communication, the lack of need to talk, to actually discuss a problem, to be able to just shut a discussion down. And soon it became so much more. See, they got their way. They got the evil out of their governmental bodies, but they replaced it with something worse much worse themselves they didn't understand that while their individual causes and their individual wars and fights by themselves were okay but when combined what did they limit us to what have they taken from us the ability to speak for ourselves to think for ourselves They rode a horse of free speech, but unfortunately it was ready for the glue factory because they didn't understand it. They didn't comprehend the very basic concept that free speech is not free consequence. See, when you take away the ability to question someone, take away the ability for the artist to make art, for the orator to speak, you take away the ability for society to protect itself, and that's when they crawl in. The people that want control, that don't want equality. They used to say we were living in George Orwell's 1984 reality we were living at Edible Farm, because some people are equal, but some people are more equal, aren't they? Now we sit in our hovels, go to work every day, come home, they govern everything we see, everything we hear, everything we do, and that is why we're here. talking about how the weather is so different up here compared to where I come from which you know I'm not going to complain any because apparently where I come from 
they're pretty much buried again, and it's not even January yet. <laughs> Good to be in Ontario. Yeah, right? So we're getting pretty close to the end of the show, Michael. So um, we are. We are. It's uh, we got about fifteen minutes left. About, about, and um, I want to find out from you before we play our surprise song at the end. Here, we'll play that yep. one out. Um, what is Cipher got on for plans this year? So, wow. What do we have on for plans? Um, that's a loaded question because uh, we're still working on those. Um, we're talking with a couple of festivals right now um, to play there. Uh, more on that on, on cipher.net or on our Facebook page, which you can find by searching Cypher with a high. Um, but, hey, shameless plug, available on iTunes. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> or you can go to cipher one at bandcamp.com and download and buy all our stuff, and we can no longer be starving artists or at least well, there but now. that being said, um, December 8th, uh, we are playing in Hamilton um, for our friends at Live Events for You. It's their second anniversary. Um, so we're playing their second anniversary show with a couple of great punk bands. Um, after that, I know we have shows in Toronto with Honeybeard at Cherry Cola's, I know, which is a great venue. If you've never played or been to Cherry Clothes, do yourself a favor, come out that night. Plus, Honeybeard has so much talent, and we're just going to bring the property levels down. Um, <laughs> Love it. And then uh, we're playing, uh, this year, we're, we've got a couple of shows planned for 420. Um, we're playing my favorite venue in the world. Sorry, Jamie. Sorry, David. But uh, it's a place called The Asylum. It's like the Hollywood star room for vampires. Ooh. Um, it's, it, it's awesome. It's just like gothic hell. I love playing there, um, and it doesn't smell like urine, so it's a real treat. Uh, um, <laughs> Good stuff. And uh, we're playing, so we're playing there uh, April 19th, uh, so you can probably guess. We've asked very nicely if we can go on at 12.05 uh, so that we can count down to 420 out front, which will be a lot of fun. And then we're playing 420 in North Bay, uh, which will be really cool, uh, hometown of the Rivers. Wow, you're going to North Bay. Who apparently... Uh, the Rivers apparently can't open that show because they're going to a birthday party that day and aren't sure they're going to be able to remember how to play their instruments. So we have another band opening. I don't remember who, but they're pretty cool guys. Um, so yeah, we've got all that going on. Um, and there is definitely a possibility of doing Rise Up Season 2. Um, you know, contingent on, on getting some booking things going for the rest of the year. Uh, January or February, uh, January, February, we're currently open, but we'd like to be playing live. Uh, club owners, that's a hint. Um, but we'll be playing uh, around, mostly around the London area. Um, whether in London or small towns around London is the plan right now. Um, because there's nothing better than good small town crowds. Uh, other than that, I think we've got planned uh, the release of a single, which we'll talk about right before we play that surprise song, because it's going to be on the, uh, on the new single. Um, which is the Stand Down single, which it features a wonderful remix by Don Von Dioxide. Um, or Don Dioxide, there's no Vaughn in there. There should be. Don, if you're listening, fix that. <laughs> um, but no, it's uh, a lot of stuff. I mean, there's so much going on for us that... And, and I, I'm not going to say there's going to be new Cypher material coming out. Um, we've basically said we're not going to put out another album. 
uh, for a couple of years while we promote this one because we're so proud of it. However, we have said that a lot. Uh, we've said that with every album. And there, we get a point where we've got like two months off and nothing to do, so we record another album, right? Um, so we don't know. Uh, I hope we don't record too many more albums because I'm running out of set list. Uh, when I put together a set list, it kills me right now. Because there's so many songs that people love live and I can't play all of them at every show. Um, but yeah, so it's it's definitely, the future is so bright, we, we would wear shades, but they would smudge my makeup. <laughs> yeah, because um, now you're I, into the makeup, yeah. I, right on. I can't, have my, I can't have my face paint smudged. Um, again, I told you I was a diva. Um, but no, it's... Uh, a lot of things. I mean, I wish I could tell you exactly, um, and it's not me being coy, and I'm not. Uh, if our fans want to know what's going on, they just have to message me on Facebook, and I'll tell you what's going on. Hey, we had a shitty week, or hey, we had a great week. Um, I don't care. I'll talk to anybody, but uh, we're never, we've never been big planners. Um, we've always flown a little bit more by the seat of our pants. I know there's a music video coming out for Stand Down. Uh, which we're going to be shooting with a new new videographer because our old one we kicked out because he wasn't doing a very good job, uh, in our opinion. Um, so we've got a new videographer uh, shooting a video for Stand Down. Uh, we've got another videographer going to be shooting a video for our Insane Clown Posse cover, Halls of Illusions. Um, and then finally we're going to shoot a video for the song you played earlier, Glass House. Um, so those are coming sometime this year. Uh other, the only thing I can guarantee that you you could predict about Cypher over the next year is keep watching. It's not going to be boring. <laughs> Never boring. It is, it's going to be interesting because, like I said, uh, like, Adam, come out to a Cypher show. You never know what you're going to see. I had a meltdown on stage in, in Toronto. I busted my hand open on a mannequin. Um, we've had situations. Uh, we had a show the computer didn't work. Uh, so... Uh, Sonny, who started playing Johnny Cash's, um, what's that one, Folsom Prison Blues. Yeah. And uh, we did a, a cover of Folsom Prison Blues. Uh, we've never done that before. We just did it that one time. I couldn't remember one of the verses. It was so bad. <laughs> but, you know, you never know what you're going to see. So I can't tell you what's on the plate for the next year, except for it's not going to be boring. We're going to have fun. And we love meeting people. So if you're listening to this and you come to one of our shows, hey, mention that you, you, you saw it on HGB. You never know. You might end up with a, a pile of download cards in your hand at the end of the night from us as a gift for mentioning the radio show. There you um, go. Just cool. Like, I, I want to meet everybody, everybody that hears this. You say that, you know, our, our, you were telling me at one point that our episode is one of the most listened to episodes, the previous one. Yes. That's awesome. Come out to our shows, peeps. Uh, let, let's... Let's sit down and, and really talk about things. I mean, if you've listened to uh, Realpolitik, the album with Punch and Nazi on it, it's, it's a very, very political album. Uh, Overthought's an album about suicide. Uh, Subversion's an album about how technology's ruling our lives. Um, you know, uh, Criminal Opinions is an album about the future as we see it, or specifically Jay, Jay sees it. Um, so, so please come out and talk to us. One of our favorite things to do is to have a conversation with our fans about what we just did. Because we don't know if what we're doing works unless you tell us whether or not it works. Um, you know, I, I can take a bag of onion rings up on stage and throw them all over the crowd, but if nobody tells me that was a stupid idea, I'm going to keep doing it. That's right. You, you know, uh, 
So come talk to us and, and let us know where you heard it. And if you picked up the album, uh, Cypher One at Bandcamp.com, it's not available on iTunes. Um, but if you picked up the album, come and talk to us about the story. Talk to us about the, the words. Talk to us about what you heard. And if you're one of those people that doesn't listen to albums end to end and listens to a couple of songs, let us know which songs you're listening to. Because, I mean, I know for me, um, with certain bands, uh, like Kung Fu Vampire, for example, he's got one song I absolutely die for called Duality. I listen to that song. I, I would love to be able to sit down with him and talk about that song. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, anybody that, that comes out to our shows, please take the time and talk to us. Don't just go home. And if you hate it, take the time and talk to us and tell us what you hated about it. Unless, of course, it's I'm objective because we know that's not true. Um, <laughs> but no, like, you know, we had a guy go home and he was really, really upset that we yelled punch a Nazi in his face. And I'm like, you were at the Cypher show. What the hell did you think was going to happen? Um, that one, I pretty much guarantee you're going to get punch a Nazi yelled in your face. It's going to happen. Um, it went number one in Australia, damn it. <laughs> it's my claim to fame. Wow. On a small time, Australia, on a, like a small time, like middle of the, the outback radio station but hey I'll take it you know what I mean um, so yeah these things are going to happen and, and, and talk to us about it so what's going to happen over the next year I hope I hope from the bottom of my cold black dead heart that I get to meet as many of the people listening to this show right now as I can um, one of the things that we're going to do in the next year that I can tell you for sure Carla is I'm tired of talking about making a difference um, we're very tired of people saying they want to make a difference and not doing anything about it. So I can't change the world because there's no election for me to run in right now. Um, so I can change the world for small groups of people. So one of the things we're going to do in towns we go to is we're going to grab some hot ready pizzas and take them and look for where the homeless are. Awesome. And then give out, give out food, you know. Um, not just at Christmas time when, you know, we're supposed to be charitable, but do it all year. And my challenge to anybody listening to this is to feed someone or say hi to someone or put a coat on someone's back that needs one. Or, you know what, take the time when you see that mom struggling with the kid in the grocery store trying to get something off the shelf, take the time to take that off the shelf or make the world better for one person every day. And I know that sounds so fucking cliche and I sound like Taylor Swift, but it's so fucking true. If you make the world better for one person every day and they make the world better for one person, then you're actually making a difference in this world. Yes. Don't just don't just be a meat suit going through the, the, the solar system hoping you don't run into a rock. You know, go out and do something. So that's what we're challenging everybody to do um, at every show and, and everywhere is just make a difference for someone. Buy them a cipher record. That will change their life. Available at bandcamp.com. Not on iTunes. <laughs> You know what? I got to say, every time that we take the time to sit down and talk, and it doesn't happen too often, but I'm always inspired. Um, I always laugh. I always have, you know, moments of deep philosophical thinking happening. And I totally enjoy my time that I spend with you. And uh, I am coming to a Cypher show. I can't wait to see you and Jay again in person. Um, I'm going to probably have to wait a little bit, probably until... I don't know. Winter's done because I'm hibernating. <laughs> no, no, we'll be playing all through. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll be everywhere. I, I might I even be able to it. make it over to Hamilton if I get a paycheck in time. I might just run over and see what's going on. 
can do that too. Because not We'd too far to away. Up. Yeah. Can I spoil the surprise for your listeners now? Oh, I'm go ahead. About this. Go right ahead. Thank you. So you asked what was coming up. So coming up, um, probably the 13th of December is my target date. We'll be releasing the, the single for Stand Down. Now, one of the things that's happened um, since the Rise Up Tour and on the Rise Up Tour is we had a lot of people say to us, my favorite question in the world is, why don't you write pop music? And I always say the same thing to them because I look shitty in a miniskirt. Um, but we sat down as a brain trust and said, we want to cover something so mainstream in that traditional cipher style, we, that's what we want to do. And I sent everybody off on a little mission to go and find it. Now we came back with songs like Lords Royals and and uh, Dear God by XTC and uh, Margo's Got the Cargo by Stomp and Tom, you know. And and none of them really clicked. None of them clicked with me. So I, I again sent the brain trust off this time. They provided them with some green stuff rolled up in paper. Um, and I said, you know, find me a song. And Sonny called me and he says, I got it. And he says, what? He said, check your Facebook messenger. And I said, okay. So I checked my Facebook messenger and the guitar rip was there. And as soon as I heard the guitar rip, I said, that's it. And it does me so much pleasure to introduce you guys. This is an unmixed rough version that I have not even cleared with the boys that you guys get to hear, but I think you should hear it. Um, I, I was so excited to actually shit all over a song by the White Stripes. <laughs> um, and, and to just be able to go... I really am not a fan of the White Stripes. Like, I hate the band. And uh, I'm a fan of the Tours, and I'm a fan of Jack White, but I'm not a fan of the White Stripes. Anyway, so when I heard this song, I said, that's so overplayed, it's perfect. It's exactly what we want. So we're, we've got on the, the stand-down single is a cover of Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Um, and uh, I recorded it, and much to my chagrin, it actually sounded pretty damn decent. So, unfortunately, me trying to shit all over the White Stripes in that traditional cypher fashion, I unfortunately did a good job. So, um, I, I'm sorry I, about that. I, I went, I'm going to try to find somewhere to debut this piece of junk, and, and I decided that there was nowhere better than on Hidden Gems. So, of course. The shittiest station going, right? Not the shittiest station going. This is the shittiest song going. You guys are awesome. You have great, and your fans have impeccable taste of music. Number 18 isn't good enough. Vote more. Um, That's right. Keep, keep listening, folks. Yeah, you want to just keep clicking on whatever the little button is beside the cipher name. I promise you, I will shamelessly plug whatever product you support. <laughs> it, it will also be available on iTunes. No, it won't. But anyways. Bandcamp uh, only. Bandcamp only. <laughs> I, I should be like the spokesman for Bandcamp iTunes is shit use Bandcamp anyways um, so yeah it, it's a 7 Nation Army cover it's not available anywhere yet but it will be available before Christmas and uh, I really really hope that, that your, your listeners love it and uh, I, I hope that they don't that Jack White doesn't seize it in his heart not to see the shit out of me uh, for this one but you know it, it could happen what is a hit there's a rip right that's right all so, right, so guys, this is a Seven Nation Army cover of White Stripe by Cypher, uncut, unmixed, just thrown together, and you get to hear it only here first on HGB Canada. I want to thank Michael from Cypher for joining me tonight and Carlos Coffeehouse. You'll be able to catch the show if you missed it on uh, or parts of it. 
if you missed, that's fine. Uh, I'll have it posted up. Make sure you tune into our webpage, hgbroadcasting.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter. So there's lots of ways to get a hold of us. And uh, send some love over to Cypher. They're also on Facebook and Twitter. So get over there, love them up, and go see one of their shows. Thanks so much, Michael. No problem. Thank you, guys. And thank you for everybody that's listening. I love you all. You're all part of our family, which is a dangerous place, but that's okay. <laughs> right on. Until next time, right? Right. Absolutely. We'll do this again soon, guys. Okay. Bye now. Bye, Hen. They're gonna rip it off Taking their time right behind my back And I'm talking to myself at night Because I can't forget Back and forth through my mind Behind a cigarette And the message coming from my eyes Says leave me alone Tell me to go back home 
And the stains coming from my blood Don't mean to go back home And the stains coming from my blood Don't mean to go back home